At Hendricks Regional Health, patient experience is at the core of everything we do. That's why we proudly present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. Sepsis is a life-threatening illness caused by your body's response to an infection. Your immune system protects you from many illnesses and infections, but it's also possible for it to go into overdrive in response to an infection. My guest today is Dr. Kevin Hartzell. He's a hospitalist with Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hartzell. What is sepsis? Actually, described it well there. Uh, sepsis is essentially you, you develop an infection and then the body has an overwhelming response. Um, it essentially takes over and it can run anywhere from fevers and a fast heart rate um, to making you confused and, and at the, the worst of it, you can actually have a, a, a drop in your blood pressure and have um, organ failure. Um, and, and so it, it's certainly something that, that can uh, be very, can, can make you very sick and be life-threatening as well. And do we know what causes it? It's essentially a, a body response to infection. So there's, whenever we get an infection and it starts to spread through the bloodstream, um, you end up with certain physiological things that occur. And if those get out of hand um, and more than the body can handle is when you start to get into trouble. So what are some of the signs and symptoms? If somebody is in the hospital you guys are, are monitoring, correct? I mean, how does sepsis begin? Could it begin if somebody is just at home and develops an infection? Right. So someone who's in the hospital, we, we do actually monitor them with their vital signs and, and, and look for things that, that would be a marker of sepsis. At, at home, though, it, obviously you don't get your vital signs checked every few hours like you would in the hospital. But the things you would look for, any type of infection can cause sepsis. Um, so you want to be careful, even a, a cut on the finger, a pneumonia, the flu, um, any of those. Uh, certainly when you get a fever, um, you start to think about it. But especially if you get a fever and you become confused or delirious, um, if you get a fever and you start to notice that, that your heart rate is fast, um, these are all signs, or if you have trouble breathing as well, these are all signs of things getting worse, and that's where you would want to be seen by a doctor. Does it only happen with bacterial infections or viral infections as well? It can happen with anything. There's certainly people who we've seen here at, at, at Hendricks that have had the flu that have come in with sepsis as well. That's one of the more common viral illnesses. Um, so really any type of infection can cause sepsis. So then what do we do? If we, if we have an infection, we're at home, maybe we had pneumonia or some sort of, as you say, the flu or even a cut, and we start to get some of those symptoms you described, short of breath or confusion or a fever or chills, things that are not necessarily normal with what we would have anyway, what is the first thing we should be doing? Well, the first thing you do if you really feel that way is to be seen by a doctor. Um, so that means if it's, if it's after hours, you could go to the emergency room or an immediate care clinic. Um, unfortunately, sepsis is something that you don't want to wait on. Um, so if, if, if you have a fever and you feel sick, um, it's certainly something to, to watch yourself and, and, and be cognizant of. But if you start to get that confusion or shortness of breath, if you get a, a pain that just won't go away, or if you just feel like something's wrong and getting worse, um, that's when you need to come be evaluated. Um, and, and that's not something that you would want to wait for. You'd want to come in within the next few hours. Um, you wouldn't necessarily want to wait overnight if you're starting to feel worse like that. Is it emergent? Do you call 911? Um, I, 
you know, I, I think if you're short of breath and you can't breathe, um, yeah, you would. But um, if you're just having the fever and you notice that, that your heart rate's up and you're starting to get just worried about what's going on, um, I think you could probably come into the hospital quicker than that. But if you're confused or short of breath or have severe pain that you just can't handle, I, I think those are all reasons to call 911. And I've heard that you should let 911, if you do call, know that you think it might be sepsis. Is that still the case? Yeah, I, I think they would probably dispatch the, the same person there. But I, I think when you're talking to um, the EMS providers that come, you're going to want to make sure you mention infection and mention the history that, that you've had going on. Um, they can call ahead to the emergency room and be ready for you. And, and um, it, it, it certainly changes what kind of test we order and, and um, how quickly we want to treat things if we know that sepsis is, is there. And can it be treated? What do you do for it? So the main thing to do is treat the infection, um, and that typically takes care of the problem. Um, it, it sometimes can take some, some time, obviously, and, and often will require being admitted to the hospital. In fact, most of the time, I think if you're really septic, you, you should be in a hospital. Um, and, and then I think some of the other problems that can occur, uh, obviously, the you worry about organ failure, kidney failure, or not being able to breathe. Um, they can progress to things where you would have to be in an ICU-type setting and possibly even uh, be on a ventilator. Um, and there's also times where your blood pressure drops, what we would call septic shock, and you would also have to be in the ICU for those, those kind of treatments as well. Um, but they all have things we can do for them to be able to get you better. Um, but again, the mainstay of treatment is going to be treating the infection that you have. Are there any long-term effects to sepsis? Not typically. I think anyone who gets very ill um, has the, the septic shock and is in ICU, like we talked about, um, can have some long-term effects in terms of uh, weakness and even sometimes some mild cognitive effects that can persist for a while, um, just maybe not thinking quite as well as they did before. Um, but those are typically reserved to the people who are the, the sickest of the sick. Um, someone who gets a infection, has sepsis, but's treated is, is in the hospital for a day or two, typically won't have any long-term effects. And is there any way to prevent sepsis? Like if you have gotten some sort of a um, an infection or even a cut, does using some of the over-the-counter over topicals, can any of those things help to prevent? So, you know, I, I think it's Yes. I, I think anytime you, you have a, a, a cut's probably the most common thing, but if, if you have a cut that's that's open and dirty, you're going to want to clean that out. You're going to want to use some antibiotic ointment to help uh, to prevent infection from setting in. Um, so anything you can do to help prevent infection, that, that includes simple things like trying to avoid colds and making sure you use hand sanitizer, wash your hands um, whenever you're in contact with people who are sick is always helpful as, as well. Um, I think once the infection has set in, it's really more of an awareness type uh, thing where you would want to make sure that you're you're looking out for these signs that, that you're getting worse um, in terms of higher fevers, uh, feeling worse, having more pain, um, and, and kind of being aware of those as, as markers where you would want to get evaluated. What about vaccinations, Dr. Hartzell? Is there any, are there any vaccinations that you want to make sure that people get that might possibly help us to avoid this? 
Actually, that's a good point. Thank you. Um, yeah, so your yearly flu vaccine is a great one. Um, there's also a pneumonia vaccine. Um, so I, I, I treat adults, so those are the ones that I'm more aware of. Um, obviously, for, for, for children, there's more vaccines as well. But the, the pneumonia and the flu vaccines are the big ones that uh, we want to make sure that people um, talk to their health care provider about getting. So then wrap it up for us. Give us your best advice on sepsis and this emergent situation, what, pe- what you want people to know. You know, I, I think the main thing, though, is sepsis is, that, is something that people don't know a lot about. Um, we see it in the hospital a lot. Um, it's very common. Um, and so we want to get education out there so that people know that sepsis exists, knows that it, that it can be life-threatening, um, and, and really know to look out for signs of getting worse when you have an infection so that you come in and be evaluated. The earlier you catch it, um, the more we can do for you and the better you're likely to do. Um, so the quicker we start treatment for sepsis, um, the better you do. So it's it's good to know about it, know that it exists, um, and, and be aware about it. And then also those, those preventative things, make sure you get your uh, flu vaccine, your pneumonia vaccine, and make sure that anytime you get a cut or anything else, that, that you keep it um, clean and uh and try to avoid getting infection in the first place. Thank you so much for being with us. It's really important information for listeners to hear. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. And for more information, you can go to hendricks.org. That's hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.